0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. In the last two Sundays, we've had a tremendous move of the Spirit in our fellowship. How many of you were touched and blessed and ministered to in the last two Sundays. Praise God. We want to continue on the same theme. We want to honor the Holy Spirit who is a person and who lives within and among us. And He is very present here with us this morning. Amen. Amen. Amen? And we trust He will move by His power and touch each and every one of us today. Amen? Amen? Amen. The Spirit and the Word work together. Amen. Where the Word is, the Spirit of the Lord is. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, the Word of God is present. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we're going to turn our Bibles to a foundational Scripture. We're going to go through a number of Scriptures this morning, all referring to the person of the Holy Spirit, His function, His promise, His power, and His presence. Ephesians 5, verse 18, says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The Greek translation says it, and continually being filled with the Spirit. It's not an once uh, event where you have received the infilling of the Spirit and then never again. It's a continual infilling of the Spirit in the life of the believer. The title of my message this morning is, The Key to Being and Staying Filled with the Spirit. Amen? Amen? Being filled and staying filled with the Spirit. And the Lord Jesus made it very clear to His disciples before He ascended to the Father that He would not leave them as orphans or alone or without help, but He would send the promise of the Spirit in which in this case was the coming of the person of the Holy Spirit, in whom the disciples would find whatever they needed in order to accomplish the mission that Jesus Christ had commissioned them. Amen? Amen. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. He didn't just say that to those disciples. This promise, according to the Word of God, is for every believer in every generation. Amen? John records this promise that Jesus gave to his disciples in his gospel in chapter 14, verses 15 through to 18. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Underline those words. Because they are very important in being filled and staying filled with the Spirit. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Notice that Jesus said the world cannot receive the Spirit. The world can receive salvation. The world can receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. But they cannot receive the Spirit unless they are born of the Spirit. It's important for us to know that. Let's continue. And on the day of Pentecost, this promise, the promise of the Father was fulfilled on that day. Acts 2, verse 1 through 4 confirms that. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to make note of this. Notice, they were filled with the Holy Spirit And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Please note that the Spirit does not speak in other tongues. You do the speaking. He gives the utterance. And that is one of the evidence of being baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. Another evidence that you have been filled with the Spirit is the ability or the unction to prophesy. And we read throughout the New Testament, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, they began to prophesy, and they began to speak in other tongues. Are you with me so far? Amen. Amen. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, as you know, was born on that very day, on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit came with power and tongues of fire on 120 disciples in the upper room. And from there on we see the incredible growth and the multiplication that took place when the Spirit came upon the church. They grew exponentially. They multiplied. They went everywhere and preached the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the regions. Now, the promise of the Spirit coming upon the believer was not only for the early disciples of the Lord, but according to the Word of God is for everyone who would believe in Jesus and receive Him as Savior and Lord in every generation. Amen. That's why Paul, when he went to Ephesus, in the book of Acts, he asked certain believers, have you received the Spirit since you believed? And they answered, we didn't even know that there was such a thing as the Spirit. They were not taught. They had not heard. They just heard about Jesus. They received Jesus as the personal Savior and Lord but they did not hear anything about the coming of the Spirit. Then the Bible says, Then Paul laid hands on them and prayed for them, and they were all filled. There were twelve of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Then the whole of Ephesus was turned upside down through those twelve. Amen? It doesn't take many. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you can turn an entire community upside down. Amen? Amen. Now, Peter emphasized this fact, the promise, that the promise is for every believer in every generation, and he emphasized that when he preached his first sermon and 3,000 people were saved. We read in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And, notice the first steps. Repent, believe, be baptized. And then, he says, and then... You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God would call. How many of you are called by God this morning? Just some of you, or all of you? (laughs) Are you excited? Praise God. Let me say this. There is no substitute for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. No other substitute. Every believer, including you and I, needs to engage the Spirit in a personal dimension and experience the fullness of His presence before you are activated for any kind of service. I'm going, to, I'm going to repeat that because that's very important. Every believer needs to engage the Holy Spirit in a personal dimension. In other words, you need to have an encounter with the person of the Holy Spirit experience the fullness of His presence before you are activated for any kind of service. Or before you even function as a believer. Do you see the importance of it? That's why we should not give God rest, nor take rest, until we are filled and continue to be filled With the Spirit of God. Amen? That's where we need to exercise our hunger and our thirst. Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. For he who believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The criteria is are you thirsty? What are you thirsty for? Are you thirsty for the things of this world, or are you truly thirsty for the things of God? Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. God looks for thirsty people, thirsty for His presence, hungry for His Word, Thirsty for His power. Thirsty for having intimacy and fellowship with His Spirit. That's what He's looking for. And He will find you wherever you are. He will come to you. Your thirst will draw Him to you. Amen? The Spirit has come... To empower the church, empower the believer in a way that we will accurately represent the Lord Jesus Christ in this fallen world. Represent Him not just in His nature, but also in His power. Amen? Or else we cannot do it without the fullness of the Spirit. We're wasting our time. That's why the church has lost the respect of the world today, because we are trying in the efforts of the flesh to do what the Spirit alone can do through us. We're wasting our time. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, wait for the promise of the Father before you step out. Do not go out until you are filled and empowered With the Spirit. And they did that. And they waited. And the Spirit did come and empowered them. And then they went out in the power of the Spirit. And many signs and wonders were done by the hands of the apostles. And they gave accurate representation that Jesus is alive, that he was risen from the dead and he's still working today what he was doing when he was alive. They raised the dead, they healed the sick, they preached the gospel in the power of the Spirit. But through the ages, we've lost that. Somehow. And the truth of the matter is that the church has not fully developed, has not fully matured yet, and as a result, we have failed in representing the Lord both in His nature as well as in His power. But I have good news for us today. Amen? Amen. Say good good news. Well, what's the good news, Pastor? The Lord has not finished with you yet. And the Lord has not finished with His church yet. By His Spirit, He's at work in our day, in our age, restoring us to what we should be. And that is the glorious church. Well, Isaiah speaks of this glorious restoration prior to the Lord's return. Isaiah chapter 60, and we're going to read from verse 1. This is the promise of restoration. We are living in a day of restoration. This is the time for you and I to be restored to full spiritual health according to the word of God. Arise, shine, for your light has come. What light is he talking about? The light of the Spirit has already come. When he came, he didn't leave. He stayed, and he's here today. That's why he says, arise and you will shine. When you arise, when you repent, when you come back to God, when you devote yourself to the Lord, you will begin to shine. Because the light is already here. Amen? And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and His glory will be seen upon you. And the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. We're living in a world that there are two things happening simultaneously. The darkness is growing darker and the light of the church is glowing brighter. At the same time, he says darkness will cover the earth and we see it all over. Deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise over you. We need to take hold of this promise. The Lord is arising over me. The Lord is arising over this church. Amen. And the glory will be seen upon you. Receive that by faith. Listen to what it says. Lift up your eyes all around and see... We need the eyes of faith that are able to see what is not seen in the natural. We need to see the glorious church. We need to see the end result. We need to see ourselves as a people who are arising from deep sleep. Amen? Awakening. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're believing for. Lord, bring an awakening to Your church. Bring an awakening to my soul. Bring an awakening to my spirit because this is the day that I am called to shine and to rise in the power of the Spirit. Amen. We need to seek after it, pursue it, hunger for it, thirst for it, and God will meet you on the level of your thirst, on the level of your faith. Amen? We are living in the days, indeed, of restoration. You may not see it in the natural, but it takes faith to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes believers, all they believe is what they see on the news and what they hear on the news. Beyond that, they have no idea what's taking place. You know, the newscaster is not going to report to you what God is doing in some other country or in, even in your neighborhood. Have you ever heard the newscaster coming up and say, well, today 300 people were born of the Spirit and were baptized with the Spirit. Two of them were healed of cancer and on and on. Did you ever hear the newscaster telling you that? They're never going to tell you that because they're instruments of the evil one. They will only feed you with darkness and discouragement. Hello? Hello? That's why the more you spend your time listening to them, the more depressed and discouraged you will get. We need to have ears for the Spirit's voice. We need to have eyes that are seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? And that's the eyes of faith. Hello? That that you will be able to see the move of God in places that you never thought He would move. We hear sometimes and say this God forsaken place. There is no place on earth that God has forsaken. He is on the move all over the world and He's touching people and He's saving people and He's healing people and He's raising people from the dead. All over the world. Amen? We are living in these days of restoration. This is an exciting time. And as it is written, listen to this, Jesus is held back from returning. In other words, Jesus will not return to the earth according to the Scriptures until the restoration of all things. Acts chapter 3 verse 20 and 21 tells us that. And that He may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began. So that tells me that before the Lord Jesus returns to the earth, the church will be fully restored. That's what He's waiting for. He's waiting for you and I to awake out of our sleep. Hello, for the time is near, for the time is now. Amen? And the Lord, he, before He returns, the church will be fully restored, and that is the primary work of the Spirit in our day, as the church cooperates with Him. He needs the cooperation of His people. He cannot do it without our cooperation, our surrender, our obedience. Amen? The Lord will return, according to the Scripture, to a church who loves Him dearly. A church that has returned to her first love. A church without spot or wrinkle. He will come back to a glorious church. Amen? Do you want to be part of that glorious church? So hear the word of the Lord today. Hear the word of the Lord and wake up. Begin to seek the Lord fervently, for it is time to seek the Lord until He comes and rains righteousness upon you. As long as you seek Him, He will be found by you. When you stop seeking Him, He's still there but He will not reveal His tangible presence and His power in your life. That will come through your personal encounter of the Spirit as you seek Him with all of your heart, with all of your might. Amen? Here is the difference between religion and relationship with Jesus. Without the fullness of the Spirit, all we have is ritual and religious practices which are void of life and void of power. Amen? Without the presence of the Spirit, without the fullness, the power of the Spirit, all you and I have is just dead religion. And there are many in the church today, according to what Paul said, who are in that state. Paul talks to Timothy and he says in 2 Timothy 3.5, These folks, they have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. Form of godliness, look like believers, even talk like believers, but void of the power that changes us, that transforms us into the glorious church. Amen? Amen. So Christianity without the Spirit is dead religion and void of life and power. You see, as Pastor Frank mentioned the last two Sundays, transformation and renewal will only come through the power of the Spirit as we fully surrender our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and begin to engage the Spirit in an intimate personal relationship. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to give you now the key to not only being filled, but staying filled with the Spirit. And the key is obedience. Just one word. Obedience. Write it in your Bible with capital letters. Obedience. Obedience. The keeping and obeying the Lord's Word is the only key that unlocks the release of the Spirit. And the Apostle Peter, addressing the council of elders, confirmed this principle. Listen to what he said to them. Acts chapter 5, verse 30 to 32. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree... Him God has exalted to His right hand to be Prince and Savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Now listen to what he says further. And we are His witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to whom? Whom God has given to those who obey Him whom God has given to those who obey Him. Simple as that. If you're seeking God with all of your heart, He will reveal to you every step of obedience that you need to take. He will show you exactly what to do, where to go, what your mission in life is, what your responsibilities are, even in the local house, He will reveal this to you by His Spirit. He will give you enough light that you can take the next step, but He will not give us further light until we are obedient to the last word He has given us. And believe me, I've experienced that. He gives His Spirit to those who obey Him, and a life that is fully surrendered to the Lord, In obedience to His Word is a life that is empowered by His Spirit. If you fully surrender, you're not holding anything back. Some of us want to give Him some of ourselves. The rest we want to hold tight. For one reason or another, it will hold you back. Amen? I have learned from experience... That God expects and demands obedience above all else. Even in the minutest details of life. The way you treat your spouse. The way you handle your finances. Hello? The way you attend church. Hello? A life of obedience is a life dedicated to God and His purposes. Samuel, the prophet, makes that very clear in his rebuke to King Saul, how God values obedience above all else. He said to Samuel in 1 Samuel 15, "...has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice." and to heed than the fat of rams. You see, King Saul kept a few of the, of the livestock to offer as a sacrifice to the Lord. But the word of the Lord to him was, go into the city and kill everything there, destroy, from animals to people to the king, slay them all. And Saul thought he knew better. He thought, I'm going to keep the best of the livestock and I'm going to sacrifice them to the Lord. Do you know that that cost him his throne? God said, I've regretted in an anointing Saul to be king. And from that day he started to go down until he lost his throne. You see, some folks try to substitute obedience with sacrifice. They will disobey in a certain area and say, Lord, I'm going to pray for two hours. You can't do that. Amen? You cannot substitute obedience with sacrifices. And God will not accept anything less than obedience. And today, many in the house of God are seeking the presence and the infilling and power of the Spirit, but yet not many are willing to obey what the Lord has commanded them either through the written word or the prompting of the Spirit. There are two ways. You obey the written word, what is written, what is revealed to you. It is clear, it is plain, it is written, but also the Spirit prompts you at certain times to do certain things. And we need to be obedient. Amen? The promise of the Spirit according to the Word of God is a gift of God's grace to every child of His. And this gift, like any other gift, it is received how? By faith. By faith. But you know, faith obeys God in His Word. In fact, there is no faith without obedience. You can't say you have faith, but you do not obey. It's just not possible. It's empty. God's promise to those who are seeking is as follows. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. What do you need? Willingness and obedience. So if we want to partake and experience the fullness of the power of the Spirit, we must be willing and we must be obedient. Obedient to the word and obedient to the leading and the promptings of the Spirit. I'm going to share some of my own personal testimony, how I've experienced the fullness of the Spirit, the journey that God has taken me, especially in the beginning of my walk with God. I was born again on the first week of August in 1976. In a couple of months, I will be 45 years of age. That very week, in obedience to the Lord, I was baptized, I was born again on a Thursday evening, I was baptized in water on Sunday evening, and that same week, in obedience to the prompting of the Spirit, I returned to my wife, whom I have left ten days earlier. God got hold of me while I was running away from Him, running away from my wife, from my family, and everyone that I loved, and He got hold of me. I got born again on Thursday. I was baptized in water on Sunday evening and on Monday morning by the prompting of the Spirit and in obedience to God. I got into my car and I began to come back to my wife because when I got born again, I knelt down for the first time and I prayed and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, go back to your wife whom you have left. I obeyed. In returning home to my wife that same week, I was baptized in the Spirit while in my own bedroom and while in prayer. No one laid hands on me. No one prayed for me. I simply... Went into the bedroom, I knelt down, surrendered to the Lord, lifted my hands and said, God, here I am, my life is yours, fill me with your Spirit. And that very moment, while on my knees, I opened my mouth and I spoke in a tongue that I had never learned. And the power of the Spirit came upon me. And from that day on, I had never been the same again. You know what? If I had not been obedient to the Spirit's leading, do you think I would have been baptized with the Spirit? What do you think? Some of you got stuck somewhere. way. You got born again, but you're not baptized in water. I don't know why you put it off. There are some believers, they get born again and they wait, and they wait after years to get baptized in water. Why? This disobedience will hold you back if you're one of those. Are you with me? I, 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 really, I really believe that if I had not obeyed the Lord in returning to my wife, I don't believe I would have been baptized in the Spirit. I walked out of our bedroom that day empowered by the Spirit to witness... To the community I was part of. I would share the gospel with anyone who was willing to listen. My mouth would not keep quiet. Even though I was threatened. I just couldn't stop. I would tell anybody who was willing to listen what the Lord has done for me, how He restored my marriage, how He'd how he forgiven my sins and took me from the power of darkness and made me a child of His. Every single day, I would witness to anyone within my community who was willing to listen. You know, that's one of the things that happens to you when you get baptized in the Spirit. You can't keep quiet. It's too quiet in here this morning. (laughs) One of the evidence that you are filled and empowered by the Spirit, your mouth will not keep quiet about the goodness of the Lord and what He has done in your life. You want to share it with the whole world. I recall that day when I walked out of my bedroom and I looked outside, I saw the beauty of creation for the first time. It was as though I embraced the entire world into my heart. And I wanted to tell everybody what Jesus Christ had done for me. As a result of what I had witnessed, some of them got born again. Some of them believed within my community. And now I was facing a dilemma. I said, Lord, these are orthodox people, staunch orthodox people. Lord, which church can I take these young ones now so that they can be looked after and shepherded and taught and be ministered to the Word of God? I was questioning the Lord in prayer. I needed a place where I could take them. I was hesitant to take them to my church because they're not familiar with that kind or that style of worship. So the Lord's Spirit spoke to me and He said, you give them to eat. You feed them. You shepherd them. You guide them. You teach them. Remember, I was just a few weeks old in the Lord. So I started arguing with the Lord. Lord, I'm not a pastor. I'm a businessman. I haven't even gone to Bible school. How am I going to do this? Talking about obedience. Obedience to the prompting of the Spirit. Obedience to the Word of God. And when I began to argue with the Lord, He said, this is the words He gave me. The same words the angel of the Lord gave to Mary. When she said, how am I going to give birth? I I don't know any man. I haven't been with a man. It's just impossible. The Lord spoke and He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you, and you will be able to do what you cannot naturally do. There we go. So I gathered them all every, Sunday after, every Saturday afternoon when I closed my store. I would go and visit them and gather them in one place. I would take the Bible, and I would open it and open my mouth, and words just began to flow like a river. I had not been trained to do that. No one taught me how to put together a sermon. But the Spirit empowered me to preach the gospel. And ever since then, I've been preaching ever since then. That's how my ministry was birthed. By following the prompting of the Spirit. And you know what I discovered later? I read it in the Bible. I didn't know it was in the Bible But afterwards, I read it and I saw that I was obedient to the Lord without even knowing it. I found a scripture in Luke 8.39 that says, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And this guy who was delivered from a legion of demons, the Bible says he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city, What great things Jesus had done for him. And the Bible says the entire city turned to the Lord and waited for him to come and minister to them. He prepared an entire city through his testimony. This guy didn't go to Bible school. Hello? I think we put too much emphasis today on man's education and man's way of doing things rather than depending on the power of the Holy Spirit. Most of you can have a church in your own house if you're empowered by the Spirit. Most of you and all of you empowered by the Spirit can disciple other people without formal Bible training. Just teach them what you know. But you have to be obedient. Are you baptized? Teach them about baptism. Are you a tither? Teach them about tithing and giving. Amen? But if you're not practicing those things, how are you going to teach others about them? Hello? Amen? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. And you will be able to teach them and disciple them. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Praise God for the person of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord for His person, for His presence, for His guidance, for His sustenance, for His help, for His encouragement. He is there. He is there. And to be honest with you, we don't need anyone else. Don't take me the wrong way. Yes, we need to be part of a body. And that's how the Lord ministers, through the Spirit, through others. But behind all of that, it is the Spirit moving and guiding and forming relationships and encouraging us through the body of Christ. I may teach today, but it is the Spirit that brings conviction to your heart, shows you where you are, lights up your path, and shows you what you need to do and how to go about doing it. And I found grace in the Spirit that was not my own. A power that was not my own. And that's how my ministry was birthed. Every infilling of the Spirit I received from there on was the result of obeying the Spirit's promptings and guidance. I recall an encounter I had with the Lord after my initial filling in the Spirit. And the Lord confronted me about my smoking. Even though I was born again, baptized with the Spirit, I continued to smoke. I was so ashamed. I would go to church and hide and, and all of that. And as soon as the church was over, I would go around the corner. And God knows. I've been smoking since I was 14 years of age. And here I am, 25, 26 years of age and I'm still smoking two packs a day. I burned the sheets almost. I would go to bed with a cigarette. I would wake up with a cigarette. My poor wife had to put up with all of that. When she heard me cough for the first time, she said, my goodness, what have I married? <laughs> my, <laughs> my whole inside was shaking. I tried so many times to give it up, And every time I threw it away, I would go back, pick it up from the dustbin, and smoke it again. And the Spirit of the Lord confronted me. He said, if you don't allow me to set you free from this, I will not take you any further with me. And some of you are sitting here today... And the Spirit is saying the same thing to you. There are certain things you're not willing to let go. There are certain words that you're not willing to fully obey. And remember, partial obedience is disobedience. Some of you, instead of being in church, you're sitting at home. And the Bible says, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. That is not a suggestion. Hello? Hello? That's a commandment. Are you with me? So the Lord said, unless you are willing and allow me to set you free from this, I'm not going to take you any further. So what I began to do, I began to wrestle with the Lord in prayer. Not once, not twice, not three times, but I truly wrestled, and I added fasting to it. I remember I fasted for three days. At the end of the third day, the Lord just took it from me, set me free, and I threw it away, and I never went back to it again. It's probably been now over 40 years. Never touched a cigarette, never desired to smoke, not, doesn't even bother me. Disgusting habit. <laughs> Amen. I recall I went to the doctor before I was born again at the age of 16. I developed bronchitis, and I went to see him, and he checked me, and he said, Son, let me give you a piece of advice. If you don't give up smoking, you're going to cut 25 years from your life. And he meant every word he said. But do you think, I stopped it for two or three days, and then I went back again. Only the power of God can set you free, my friend. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me emphasize once again the key words, from being filled and staying filled. Acts 5.32 Are and we are His witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those... Say it out loud. Say it again. Say it again. Amen. Amen. To those who obey Him. Allow me please to ask you this question. How willing and how thirsty are you to receive the fullness of the Spirit? How many of you here are seeking the fullness of the Spirit? Can I see your hand? Stand with me, please. Search your heart. Jesus is giving us an invitation today provided we are thirsty for the fullness of the Spirit. And he says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts... How many of you are thirsty? It is just as simple as drinking water. You receive by faith, provided that you are obedient. You repent it. You believe You're baptized. Amen? He said, He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen? So let me ask you this before I pray for you. And if the Spirit convicts you of anything, you repent right away. You ask the Lord to forgive you. And then make the decision to walk in the light that you have received from the Lord. Amen? Is there an area in your life right now in which you are disobedient to the Lord? An area in which is out of order in your life. Are you holding on to anything that is preventing you from going forward in your relationship with the Lord? If there is, you know what it is. Because the Spirit will show it to you. Amen? Now quietly, let's pray this prayer. Just pray it from... From within you, Father, in the name of Jesus, I recognize where I am being disobedient. I repent right now. I ask you to forgive me in the name of Jesus, to cleanse me. And Father, by your grace, I promise to obey in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to lift your hands up by faith. Remember, the Spirit does not speak in tongues or prophesy. Who speaks? Who does the speaking? You do. When you open your mouth, when I pray for you, the Spirit will give you utterance. You open your mouth and you will find that you are speaking words you do not know. You have not learned. So shut your mind off. So as you lift your hands, pray this prayer out loud. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am asking you, in according to your promise, fill me with your Spirit. I hunger for your presence. I receive the fullness of your Spirit by faith. Right now, as I am standing before you, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Now open your mouth and speak. Open your mouth and let it flow. They began to speak. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Go on. Receive. Receive the fullness of the Spirit. Receive the power of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me hear some prophetic utterances by faith. Let me hear some speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. Sondorobos akile beboriana sandala bassande lebeliali corono Ramashande lebeliali cos sondorobos sandale bebiaria corono shotala Mendorobos sondorobos sandere bebiaria shocorobos lebelia Roboshandile beberen essande leboriana sandale beria corono sandale bebiaria can Halalala shike beria I know this much, that our church will not grow unless each and every one of you is empowered and activated by the Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Are there any prophetic utterances? Anyone is receiving anything from the Lord right now? Come and share it. Come and speak. How many of you have spoken in other tongues this morning? Can I see your hand? Praise the Lord. How many of you have spoken in other tongues for the first time? Can I see your hand? For the first time. Praise the Lord. Hey, look, you spoke in tongues for the first time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. Now, let me ask you this. What are you going to do with what you heard? What are you going to do with the light that you received? Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. And God will give you more light. Amen? Amen. I expect to see a whole new crowd of people next Sunday. Amen. And some of you who live in Somerset West, it's time that we see you more regularly. Hayden, hey, God is moving in that place. So let's work with Him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You. We thank You for Your presence. We thank You for Your Spirit. We thank you for the moving of your Spirit in our midst in this fellowship. We thank you for empowering us. We thank you for directing us by your Spirit. We thank you for making us more and more aware of the presence of your Spirit, Lord, so that we could represent you in the world where you have sent us, represent you in your nature, represent you in your power, Thank you for delivering us from the spirit of fear and timidity. Thank you that you have, by your grace, will open our mouths to speak of the goodness of the Lord and what you have done in our lives. Father, we bless your people today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.